0: back to I'm Financially Ruined. It's the only Game Stocks podcast. This podcast is entirely devoted to Game Stocks. Now, I'm saying Game Stocks because I saw a bunch of boomers writing on the internet, like, oh, what is up with this Game Stocks? Really? Yeah.
1: That's weird. Okay, well, I'm Stereos Coconauts. Welcome to the Loudest Podcast, Loudest Podcast down the internet. With me, as always, is Sriracha. Hey, yo. So, last week, I, uh, I was so excited for the market to open on Monday morning. And the question was just, when am I going to buy GameStop? Stop. Um, I took my entire savings account, which is $1,000. Um, after debt payment and you-know-what payment and all that, there were $1,000 that I was sitting on. And, uh, and so I didn't open. I didn't buy a market open. I decided to wait a little bit. It opened around 300. And I waited for like 11 o'clock when all the brokers went out for their three martini lunches. The d- price dipped down to 245. Is that when you bought? That's when I bought. So I bought it at 245. Now, over the course of Monday, The price was fluctuating all over the place. At one point it was like up to 280. I was like, Oh my God. If I sell right now, I'll make like a hundred dollars. And then it was down to like 255 and I was like, Oh no, less profit. And then it went down to like 240. I was like, Oh no, if I sell now, I've lost $20. And so that's when I said to myself, you know what, Asterios, you're, you're a nervous guy. Let's just do this. Set a limit sell. A thousand dollars.
0: I tried to set mine at ten thousand and Robinhood wouldn't let me. I wouldn't let you? No,
1: just another more profits Robinhood <sighs> is stealing from us. So I set a limit sell now. By the way, is that the right term? Limit sell, yeah, that's correct. Okay, I said a limit sell at a thousand because I was like, I don't know when the rocket's going to take off, but like when it does, I just sell it, I'll make four thousand dollars because you know, a thousand dollars. Four that's four shares of stock, and I'll be done with it. So I have not looked at the price of GameStop since Monday afternoon, Monday evening, um, and uh, and and right now it's Sunday, so it's been about five days. Uh, what is the current price of GameStop stock?
0: Now, Steers, you're not gonna you're not gonna like this, but you want to guess if it's up or down?
1: Well, I mean. The only reason I wouldn't like it would be like if it's up to like $2,000 and the limit sell, like I forwent a lot of profit on my limit sell.
0: How many shares of Game Stonks do you have?
1: I have four shares, $1,000 worth, four shares of Game Stonks.
0: So now before I tell you this, keep in mind that I am also financially ruined. I have 10 shares of Game Stonks that I held on to that I, I bought in even worse than you. I think I bought in at 279 Okay. I sold most of mine. Oh, really?
1: Wait. Yeah. Uh, Diamond Hands? Hello? Ha- Whatever ha- happened to Diamond? I thought you were the Diamond Handed Diva. I'm a paper-handed bitch. <laughs> what? Okay. All right. As of
0: closing on Friday, February 5th, Game Stonks were worth $66.46.
1: $1,066.46?
0: $16,000. $600.47.
1: Oh, wow. That's amazing. Hey, I'm sorry. I just want to make sure I heard you right. Can you give me that number one more time?
0: That was $66.46 per share.
1: Just one more time. Wait, wait. A share of GameStop.
0: A single share as of Friday, February 5th at 7.59 p.m. One share of GameStonks was worth $66.46. What? (laughs)
2: $66? $66? Sixty-six dollars
0: and forty-six cents.
2: What? I bought it two forty-five. I lost eight hundred dollars.
0: Well, according to this guy on Reddit, the squeeze has not yet been squeezed.
1: What, what happened to the moon mission? When I thought we were going to get the banks. I, I thought this was our chance to, to get the hedge funds.
0: CNBC told me that was a very bad idea to try to stick it to the man.
1: <laughs> I'm out. $800, do- I only have $200 left to my net. Na- Wait, I'm going to log into eTrade right now. Maybe, maybe there's been a mistake. Okay. Uh, um, you know, maybe, uh, maybe it went up to 1,000 briefly and my, 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 my market sell, my limit sell uh, went in. All right, that so, could have happened. All right, eTrade.com. Okay, I put $1,000 into my Roth <laughs> IRA on Monday morning. My Roth IRA is now worth $279.02.
0: Hey, that's more than you thought. Because you thought you were down $800, so you were only down like $750.
1: I lost $750 on a meme? This... You paper-handed bitches! (laughs) Ruin this! Here I am! With hands literally made of diamonds. Like I'm holding two chaos emeralds. What do I do? What, what, what do I do about this? This, 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 is, this is all the money I had in the world.
0: Well, quick, you got to buy Dogecoin. Wait, wait
1: do, do, what coin? Dogecoin. Tell me
0: what that is. I'm going to take Dogecoin to the moon. It's an internet meme and it's worth eight cents. Isn't that crazy? I don't know.
1: Okay. All right. Listen, listen. If I buy $239 worth of Dogecoin right now, will that reach $1,000 in a week?
0: No, you paper-handed cunt. You can't sell. Wait, what do you mean I can't sell? You can't sell ever. You can't ever sell your Dogecoins? No, you can't ever sell your Game and you definitely can't ever sell your Dogecoins.
1: Okay, okay, okay. Let's relax. Let's relax. Okay. Wait, if you never sell your Dogecoins, then how do you make money?
0: I don't know. (laughs) Question
1: mark? Damn it! Okay, all right. I have a couple of options here. Okay. Okay. Number one, I never sell. I become the last diamond-handed man, the last man not to sell out his principles. And I may be poor, and I may owe my bookie a lot of money. I didn't have a thousand dollars. I had to go to my bookie and ask for a $1,000 advance so I could bet on Games Donks. Oh, no. Well, I told him I was betting on the Kansas City Chiefs, but I owe a pretty bad guy a lot of money right now.
0: Ask if he accepts Dogecoin. (laughs) Okay, I'm going
1: to see if he accepts Dogecoin. He has two eye patches. Actually, it's pretty easy to avoid it. Yeah,
0: so how can he see the Dogecoin? Yeah. Put the Dogecoin him- <laughs> in his hands and tell him it's quarters. I'll just
1: hand him some pieces of paper. Okay, no, but seriously for a second, I am financially ruined. Okay, so number one way I could make this money back is I stay d- diamond-handed until this so the squeeze has not been squozing? Let's
0: Check the website. There's a website called Is the Squeeze Squoze? and as of February 7th, the squeeze has not been squoze, so there's still a chance it goes back up to, we're going to take GameStunks to the moon.
1: Okay. When this squeeze gets squoze, what are we looking at? Like $5,000 a share, $10,000 a share?
0: Easy. Easy. $100,000 a share. Okay.
1: so the, So you're telling me right now that there's a chance that if I just hold on, I could make like... A thousand times my money back.
0: A million. I told Robin Hood, you motherfuckers, if you won't let me sell at 10000 fine. I won't sell until they're worth a million dollars. I will have $9.75 million. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. So, and also here's the thing. You can't take a loss if you don't sell.
0: That's true. You don't lose until you sell.
1: Exactly. So as of right now, look, I bought four. I bought four shares of GameStop. I still have four shares of GameStop. I do believe in the company. I like the stock. I just
0: like the stock. I don't know what to say. If
1: you like the stock, somebody said, "Why don't you sell your paper? I like. B-word. I
0: like going to the game store with bags of peanuts full of hundred dollar bills <laughs> <laughs> and passing them out. There was a fantastic comment on. We one talked of, about this oh, last damn. week.
1: We already talked about this last week. Um. Okay. Way number two, I can make this money back. I've been browsing, uh, uh, 4chan slash biz and Wall Street bets. And I, I haven't been browsing them in a while, but I remember when I was browsing them, they talked about something called a suicide stack. And then they talked about something called YOLOing. So is there a way I could YOLO a suicide stack into $10,000? A
0: stack of what? Suicide coins? I believe. I don't know if I'm totally up on my biz terminology, but a suicide stack is a stack of cryptocurrency that you hang on to. So if it does take off, then you don't want to kill yourself.
1: Oh, is that what that means? Yeah. So- (laughs) <laughs>
0: okay. It depends on what you're trading. Like I think a suicide stack of Link is either one thousand or ten thousand, depending on who you ask. Okay. And a suicide stack of Phantom is like a hundred thousand or something. <laughs>
1: okay. I thought a suicide stack Was, like, what is, like, a stack of everything a suicidal man has left that they, like, push into the middle of the poker game and they just go all, okay, so a suicide stack is a good thing.
0: Yeah, uh uh-huh. You have a suicide stack. You're going to not want to totally kill yourself (laughs) when it takes off.
1: Well, listen, I don't have a suicide stack, which is ironic because I do want to kill myself. A
0: suicide stack of Link cost $25,000. What the ever-loving fuck?
2: That's what a suicide stack of Chainlink is. Yes! Oh my (laughs) god! Can you guys
0: believe this? What the fuck is going on? You know, back in my day, because we couldn't just log on to Coinbase and buy Chainlink. We had to log on to Coinbase, buy Ethereum, transfer it to some sketchy Chinese exchange, pray to God that the price of Ethereum didn't dip. In the meantime, with the... 15 fucking minutes, you're transferring it. Then you had to transfer it from Ethereum to Chainlink, and then you had to send it to another wallet because Binance was constantly getting hacked.
1: Now, Binance is that creepy Chinese crypto market you, you I guess, used to buy from, what, after Ma- Mount Gox went down?
0: They made it illegal. They made it illegal. They made, I think, Binance illegal in the United States. Now you have to use Binance US, which only has a, fraction of the coins. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what? Co- okay. All right. Listen, L- let's talk about getting me back on back in the black in a second. What coins are, are available in Binance that are not available in Binance US? I want to know. It's like, what coins do you even want to buy that you can't buy? I just
0: like those weird ones, like waves. And- <laughs> what the hell is and- <laughs>
1: waves? You could be making... Up right now, I no
0: oh, oh, let's play a game. I'm gonna tell okay. you a crypto <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right. right. Real or fake cryptocurrency? Real or fake? Ready, okay. Well, first off, they're all fake, but please continue.
0: <laughs> cryptocurrency number one, ampersand. That's real. No, that's fake. What?
1: There's no ampersand coin. <laughs> C-
0: cryptocurrency number two, sushi swap. That's real. That's real. That's okay. definitely real. It's worth like $50. All right.
1: And look, I know all these coins have like some dumb thing. Like I remember a long time ago, there was like a marijuana crypto coin called like weed coin. And it was like, yeah, it follows like the trends of the marijuana markets. What is sushi fresh? What is it mirroring?
0: Beats the fuck out of me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know any of this shit. This is just memes.
1: All right. Keep going. It's
0: just dreaming and memeing. Number three, the graph.
1: Oh, that's got to be real. That's real. Okay, graph coins?
0: No, just the graph. <laughs>
1: the graph, okay.
0: <laughs> number five, file coin. That's fake. Nope, it's real. That's real? <laughs> um, Number six, raven coin. Raven coin? <laughs>
1: All right, that's fake.
0: Nope, that's real. <laughs> <laughs> number six, statera. That's real. That's real. That's a real one. Uh, Number six. Coin.
1: No, I've seen oh, Coin. Oh, you've seen Bow Coin gets, is because Biz is very upset about Balcoin. It's either worth too much or too little. I don't know what they're pissed off about this week.
0: And finally, our last coin is wrapped Bitcoin. So like Bitcoin, but wrapped in a little bit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's got to be real. It's
0: real. They were all real. <laughs> they were
2: all
0: <laughs> <laughs> Except for ampersand, I guess. I
1: guess so. Okay. All right. All right. So. Is there a cryptocurrency that you guar- that you can guarantee will make me a 400% return on investment fast?
0: My cryptocurrency that I coded in an afternoon one time called QuackCoin. You made a cryptocurrency? It's dude, it is so easy to make an ERC20 token. You could do it in fucking 15 minutes. <laughs> really? Yes. Why don't we make PorkCoin? It's Quack uh, QuackCoin is the only cryptocurrency correlated to the ducks I see in the park. <laughs>
1: Is so if it, you see a lot of ducks, you generate more. Yeah. And if you don't see any ducks, you're what do you take existing coins off the market?
0: Uh they're not worth anything. So yeah, sure. I don't know. I haven't thought that far. I should find out a way to airdrop quack coins to
1: people. Yeah, I I just feel look, the moment you said you have a cryptocurrency named Quack Horn, listeners are gonna want quack coins now. So I don't know find the to- how do I, how could I right now buy some quack coin
0: I have no I have to airdrop it to you because no major ex- believe it or not no major exchange carries <laughs> quack
1: <laughs> coin what is it just does airdropping mean I don't know what that means it means
0: I have to send you them for free because nobody is willing to accept currency
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, you heard the lady. If you want some quack coins airdrop to you, I guess email us at the loudestpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah,
0: fuck it. Set up an Ethereum compliant wallet. I'll drop you 1,000 quack
2: coins. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have, and again, let me look this up. I have $279.02 left. How do I YOLO this?
0: That'll make you a quack coin millionaire.
1: You just told me quack coins are worthless. I need this money
0: back. Well, I mean, it's worthless. Do, uh, well, do you think birds are worthless? No, I love then, Of course, quack coin is not worthless. It just doesn't have a financial monetary value <laughs> that coordinates to your fake, made up fiat currency. Money's not
1: even real. Literally what I hear. Not it's literally not just even the concept. real.
0: Just print more quack coins. <laughs> What's the problem? <laughs> oh Look.
1: How do I, yo- okay, what is YOLOing? How do I YOLO $279.02? Okay, um, do you know what YOLO means? I mean, I colloquially it means you only live once, so you should ask the girl to the prom or you should put the drugs between your toes. Yeah, You should drive drunk. Like, YOLOing means, like, act recklessly.
0: Yeah, so just pay, take that, pick, oh, let's go on CoinMarketCap and pick the 172nd cryptocurrency and then invest all of it in that.
1: Any particular reason why the 172nd cryptocurrency?
0: It's my lucky number. Okay.
1: All right. Let's see. Let's hear what it is.
0: It looks like you have won a $270 investment in IrisNet. <laughs>
1: Can you click on IrisNet? Can I hear the... I want to hear the one paragraph bullshit about IrisNet.
0: Okay. Um, IrisNet is a service protocol and cryptocurrency, which was officially launched on March 1st, 2019. The purpose of the IrisNet protocol is to provide a blockchain based open source to small and medium sized businesses that are offering a wide variety of services.
1: That sounds like entirely bullshit. It's, that's every coin. Every coin is some kind of blockchain, blockchain based blah, blah, blah. I bet you
0: couldn't buy this because I'm seeing, like at the bottom, it tells you what exchanges have it. It's like, Waboy boy, Binance, Hotbit. <laughs> Look at these sketchy-ass websites we're not allowed to use
1: anymore. Okay. All right. So I can't buy the $177. 177- right, that's it. Sriracha, you clearly can't make me my money back. I've asked you the su- suicide stack and YOLOing and all day, and you're paper-handed. Like, listeners, it's up to you. I need what? should I invest $279 in that is guaranteed to return me back to my $1,000 initial investment? I've got to get back in the black. I am in the red right now. Listeners, you tweet me at Asterios. You send us an email to theloudestpodcast at gmail.com. If you're a patron, you find me on the Discord. Listeners, I need your help. And we'll be right back, right after this with more of The Loudest Podcast.
0: Welcome back to another episode of the, the loudest podcast on the internet. It's the second segment. Now, Stereo, speaking of GameStop, because this podcast is just about GameStops now. <laughs> uh, I did notice that you see that shit fuckery Robinhood.com was pulling.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I mean, we talk well, we talked about it in general last week how they like stop people from buying a lot of GameStop stock up. Is there new shit
0: fuckery? No, it's just I thought it was funny that everybody would seem to agree on this, like. Ben Shapiro and AOC and Ted Cruz are all tweeting the same shit. So it inspired me uh, while drunk to write this fan this fan fiction. It's called Love Across Lines. I want to warn you guys now, Zwick, can you put in a little note when this segment ends? Because this is not good at all. It's not sex. It's definitely not sexual. <laughs> it's not funny.
2: No, this is funny. Shut up.
0: It's just bad, but damn it. I told you people I would do it, and I fucking did it. It's 1,500 words. Is wrong it's long. Please make some fan art.
1: <laughs> Look, why don't you let us listeners decide whether it's bad or good?
0: <laughs> <clears throat> this is love across lines. It had been another long day poring over SEC documents. Alexandria oscario Cortez leaned back in her office chair, frustrated, running her hands through her thick brown locks. She beckoned to the five foot four lawyer on his laptop in the corner. <laughs> Any progress, Ben? <laughs> 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 yeah, in this AU, I guess Ben works for Congress or something because, like, Nancy Pelosi had assigned him. To, I, and th- that makes no sense because he's, like, he works for, like, what, Breitbart or something?
1: Wait, you didn't bring up Nancy Pelosi had assigned him? Not yet. Okay, well, first off, I like that we're just starting in media res. I like that there's no meet-cute. They don't run into each other to start, but it's like they're just working together. They're good. Save me some time.
0: Looking up from his screen, Ben Shapiro sighed and shook his head. His eyes were bloodshot from staring at his computer for four consecutive
1: days.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just don't get it. There's got to be Melvin Capital Financial Reports somewhere in here. Once we prove that they paid Robinhood to shut down trading, we'll have a solid case for market manipulation, but the numbers just aren't adding up. Dejected, the congresswoman let out a huge sigh and looked at the dome ceiling of her office. Working with the lawyer-turned-media host wasn't her ideal way to spend a Friday evening, but since Speaker Pelosi assigned her to work with Ben on their upcoming lawsuit against Rob <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Melvin Capital, Citron, and the other hedge fund fuckers who worked to rig the market against the little guy, in parentheses, the retail investor, of course, not Ben. Of
2: course! <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: So far, their search had been fruitless. The things she was willing to put up with for the working class.
1: She's a real hero.
0: Ben stood up from his chair and walked across the office to the idea board. I'm imagining something like Always Sunny in Philadelphia where there's like strings (laughs) connecting a bunch of things. And walked over to the the, the idea board he had put together. It was here that she and Ben had pinned all of the evidence of coercion they had found. The board was mostly empty. (laughs) (laughs) Furrowing his brow, the libertarian rolled up his sleeve. You could tell when this starts going off the rails. Pulled down his white button down to rub his temples. We should have found them by now. It's frustrating, to say the least. He crossed his arms. AOC's eyes flickered down to Ben's tight, rippling forearms. While she didn't agree with many of Ben's opinions, and she found his disregard for the average worker utterly disgusting, she had to admit that his workout routine did get results. (laughs) Since being paired up with Ben, he had become significantly more tolerable, which oh. I think it would be like the height of compliment that she would give him. Yes. Who knew that their common hatred over Wall Street players changing the rules could be so dot 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 intimate.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: ben collapsed back in his chair. a Look of defeat on his eyes. She glanced up at the clock. Shit, was it 915 already? Well, enough was enough for the day. "'Hey, Ben, I'm going to head out. "'You should take a break, too. "'See you later,' he said. "'I'm going to stick around for a while "'and review these files again.' "'Standing, the fearless congresswoman "'glided across her office in her power skirt chute, "'brown pantyhose and Louboutin heels. "'Lost in thought, she didn't even realize "'that her high heel had caught on Ben's laptop cable "'until she neatly landed in his (gasps) lap. "'This gets explicit, by the way! "'Oh, my God, Mr. Shapiro, I'm so sorry.' The libertarian cut her off, lifting her chin with his hands. AOC could see a deep flush of pink beginning to spread across his face. You know, Congresswoman, spending these past few days thinking about collusion has had me thinking about dot, 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 a different type of collusion. (laughs) (laughs) Hypothetically speaking, (laughs) maybe we should dot, 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 have some collaborative motions of our own. AOC smirked, a devilish look in her eyes. Grabbing him by the collar of his shirt, she effortlessly pulled him to the ground using the same techniques she saw countless bouncers use in her bartending days. Nice. As Ben collected himself from the sudden shock, the commerce woman seated herself in his chair. What are you? Before he could finish his sentence, AOC placed the sole of her razor sharp stiletto on his forehead. Smiling, she rotated. I told you this gets
1: gross. Just read the story.
0: Smiling, she rotated her ankle so the tip of her shoe was directly in line with Ben's mouth. Sweating on his hands and knees, the libertarian looked up at the lawmaker with fear in his eyes. Ben, AOC cooed, a wicked smile creeping across her face. Your laptop cord damaged my shoes. Look, they're all scuffed up now. You need to fix
1: this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Huh? Ben said, breathing heavy. You could see an erection forming in his pants. You're an unsuccessful failure of a meme. A YouTube SJW's compilation Getting Owned come to life. You're not even... Fit to pleasure me, to lick the dirt from my shoes, and yet here I am, giving about to give you that honor. Ben swallowed heavily, his eyes hooded over with lust. Yeah, this is not the episode. To, Would like, you read list. this?
1: Stop interrupting! <laughs> we're all trying to get—we're trying to get where we're going.
0: If anybody is actually jerking off to this, please, first of all, schedule a therapy appointment, and then call in and leave a voicemail. Tell me what your favorite part is. Uh, where was I? Ben swallowed heavily, his eyes hooded over with lust. I know you're used to deep throating Jordan Peterson's boots, but you've scuffed up my heels, so fucking lick them clean! <laughs> 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 AOC could hear Ben Shapiro's breath hitch. She drank in the look of conflict in his eyes—the haughty, smug half of him that was accustomed to owning libs on college campuses—battled with his inner desire to throw his pride to the wind in the name of pleasure. Slowly, he bent down, whimpered, and dragged his tongue across the heel of her shoe. It was a sight like no other. AOC felt a rush of power watching him shamelessly lick her heels like he worshipped them. She grinned cruelly down at the sight. Is this what you wanted? She questioned. Is this why you sit on Twitter and antagonize me all day? <laughs> <laughs> Insult me? Disrespect me because you want me to dominate you? Ben moaned in response. From her position of power, the congresswoman noticed that Ben was supporting himself with one hand and furiously stroking his erection with the other. But,
1: we, but she didn't give him permission! AOC
0: kicked him in the throat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes!
0: <laughs> Falling backwards, the lawyer coughed while attempting to recover from the attack. AOC stood, stepping forward and pinning him down with her heel on his face once again. Ben breathed heavily, catching a glimpse of the congresswoman's lacy black panties. You're getting off on this? That's fucking disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) AOC continued to chastise him. Ben was painfully erect, but the lawmaker's foot in his chest prevented him from getting any relief. I knew you were a turbo virgin through college, but I didn't know you still acted like that. As a bona fide gamer, AOC now had a greatly expanded arsenal of insults and slurs she could toss around. That's right. Yes.
1: She loves Among Us and she loves going on Twitch.
0: Stepping back, AOC traced her heel down Ben's chest, settling on his erection. A wicked grin spread across her face as an idea emerged. Time for a pop quiz, Mr. Shapiro. Ben looked up at her, fear in his eyes. It made her blood sing. What did I major in in college? And you'd better not get this wrong. Bren- Ben's breath hitched, and he looked down at her heel, pressed against his soft, flaccid cock. <laughs> Gathering his courage, he spoke back to her. Ha! l, l- liberal simple-mindedness as its finest. Political science, of course. A-O-C- flashed her signature toothy smile before bringing her heel down directly on Ben's balls. Oh my god! (laughs) Ben Shapiro yelped in pain as his fact and logic-filled brain went completely blank, hot pain searing into his testicles. He grew harder than he'd ever been before, knowing that he was getting dominated by the feet that he pleasured himself to every night. Economics and international relations, Ben, AOC whispered as she twisted her ankle deeper into his balls. Ben Winston pain. That's right. I have a degree in economics, which is why I know I'm factually accurate when I say I'm going to fuck you harder than unregulated markets have fucked the working class. How lucky for you. Ben couldn't take it anymore. Yes, mistress, please give me your wet-ass P-word. you don't care about your feelings, but the fact is my cock is going to explode if you don't. AOC leaned over him and spat in his mouth. Ben froze in shock. I didn't tell you to speak, bitch boy. AOC kicked off her shoes and pulled her stockings off. Ben almost came in his chinos right there. All this talk about owning libs when you just want to be owned by a lib. Ben moaned as he felt the Kong Woman sink onto his cock. Her wet ass P word felt better than when Trump promised to overturn the Affordable Care Act. (laughs) (laughs) He was a bit concerned for her health as her P word felt nothing like his doctor wife's sandpaper cunt, but he was so overwhelmed with pleasure to give it a second thought. Grabbing him by the neck, AOC rode him like her life depended on it. Slamming down on his cock over and over again, she mercilessly pounded him like he was personal resp- personally responsible for the financial crash of 2008. <laughs> Finally, Ben felt himself climax, and and AOC collapsed in one another's arms. After that day, Ben and AOC were inseparable, spending night after night together working on their airtight lawsuit. She was so enamored with him that she didn't even notice the three pairs of her stockings missing from her gym bag she kept in the corner of her office. The end. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I told you it was not erotic.
1: You let other people be the judge of that.
0: Yeah, if anybody successfully masturbates to this, uh, call into the show. <laughs> oh my
1: God. Okay. All right. Look, I got to say.
0: Yeah, give me pros and cons. Give me a compliment sandwich. I,
1: I would. Uh, look, the sex is inc- the sex was great in the story. You did a very good job. The, the, the dominance and the ball kicking and all, all that stuff was fantastic. Thank you. No, obviously, I don't think that uh, it's like a. I mean, I. Th- th- I think the, 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 the Securities Exchange Commission might be going after market manipulators, not a Congresswoman and, uh, some little guy. And I don't know why. Nancy Pelosi is, like, their boss.
0: No, this is set in the universe that my dad is right, and the whole government is full of pedophiles. Okay. Except for Trump and Ben Shapiro and AOC, and Nancy Pelosi has them working together because she's also a pedophile, and she doesn't want them to find the evidence of collusion, so she just was like, yeah, go play together.
1: Okay, okay. Also, is Ben Shapiro a lawyer? Like, is he past the bar?
0: Yeah, he's he legit he is a lawyer. He has a law degree. He doesn't use it, but he has one. Okay.
1: All right. I, I didn't know that. So so I mean look, there's some I think there's like some issues there. But other than that, other than like those very basic issues, <laughs> like I gotta say, I think you did a really good job.
0: Thank you. Thank you. That's the quality of this is the second erotic novel I've written while well, <laughs> drunk.
1: I'm I'm very impressed. I'm very, very, I'm speechless. I I think that was great. I mean, I know you talked about some kind of sequel or something.
0: Oh, yeah. I want to make a sequel where she pegs him next. So Uh if you guys want to hear the sequel, (laughs) you call in and you leave a voicemail to the loudest podcast, the loudest peg cast.
1: (laughs) Of course. Our voicemail number is 848-863-5343, or just record an MP3 and attach it to an email, theloudestpodcast at gmail.com. Well, we have a lot of calls to action this week. One, if you can find a way for me to turn $234 (laughs) into $1,000 fast, you let us know. Also, if you want to hear more of this delightfully erotic story... Yeah, also I love constructive
0: know. criticism, so please just call in. Tell me what parts really got your hog wound up, which parts I should cut next time. I'm thinking that the stomping on the balls isn't going to be very popular with our male listeners, but uh, who knows what you degenerate freaks are into.
1: We'll be right back after this with more of The Loudest Podcast. Welcome back to The Loudest Podcast. It's part of our month-long 100th episode celebration. We're revisiting some of, like, our old segments and episodes that fans particularly liked. And one of my favorite episodes is when you spent an entire episode of The Loudest Podcast just recounting the plot to a Barbie movie.
0: And we did it again. We watched Barbie the Princess and the Pop Star, and it sucks, and I hate it.
1: I loved it.
0: I hate it.
1: Okay, well first off, you're 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 bearing the lead here because we actually watched two Barbie movies. First, we watched Barbie and Her Sisters in the Great Puppy Adventure, and I was like, there's no way we could talk about this movie on the podcast because I love it too much and there's nothing to make fun of.
0: Yeah, except the fact that they stole an artifact from the town hall and nobody really gave a shit.
1: Well, It was a very small town, and no one even knew that that secret coin was at the bottom of that vase. So, like, could you really steal
0: something if someone doesn't know they even have it? I do like the subplot of Barbie dealing with the economic ruin of Amazon.com happening on her town.
1: Yeah, Barbie and her sisters in The Great Puppy Adventure had everything, like character development, um, like a story of economic hardship, like, like change in the culture. Her, her, her friend become her friend's dad loses his job and they have to move away. But also adorable little puppies named like DJ and Rugrat and Pouncer run around. There's like a, okay, real quick. The plot of this movie is this of Barbie and her sisters in the great puppy adventure. Barbie is canonically from a town called Willows in this story. And it's Barbie Barbie. It's not Barbie playing someone named Sarah or someone named Gladys. or Because a lot of these Barbie movies, it doesn't start Barbie. It starts Barbie as someone else, right? Yeah,
0: Barbie as princess. Who, who gives a fuck? Right,
1: exactly. And, and in the other Barbie movie we talk about, uh, the princess and the pop star, Barbie plays a princess named Tori. That's confusing. I hate that. I just call her Princess Barbie. Alright, but anyway, so in Barbie and her sisters and the Great Puppy Adventure, Barbie's canonically from the town of Willows, grew up there was like gave willows tour guides was like the president of the willows high school student council was like a big star in willows and every year there's like the willows fun fair like the willows festival and she's like oh shit i can't wait to go home and the festival's gonna be so great we'll go on all these rides and all this stuff and it'll just be like when i was a kid and she gets there with her sisters And the festival kind of sucks.
0: It sucks dick because the town doesn't have any more money because Amazon.com has come in and just ravaged all of their businesses, sucked the sweet capital from the marrow of this once thriving town.
1: Yeah, and there's a sequence where, like, Barbie is... She has a little to-do list of like all the stuff she wants to have on her summer adventure at grandma's house. And by the way, grandma looked incredible. Grandma's ass was higher than I used to get. Like that was one high grandma Barbie. (laughs) And so, and Barbie's got her little list of all the things she wants to do. And she's going around to like, I'm going to go to the ice cream store. I'm going to go to the old dance studio. And they're all fucking closed. Like all these businesses have, that she used to love as a kid have gone out of business and like everyone's moving away from willows. And so like, so it's interesting. I get the sense that with a lot of these Barbie movies, the problem is like, ah, I got to find a gem or like, ah, I don't know what my dad's mean. In this one, Barbie has to save a town from economic ruin. That's the conflict.
0: And they
3: do
1: it with treasure. <laughs> yes. And then the thing is that I like is that they actually do accomplish their goals. Barbie's grandpa had a treasure map and like, cause apparently when the town was founded by Puritans or pilgrims or whatever, like the 1500s, they buried like a shitload of gold. And I'm, no, no, they didn't, They talked about like, oh, there's a secret treasure. And I thought the treasure was going to be like knowledge or like the treasure was going to be like friendship. The treasure was going to be that when you try, you can accomplish anything. No, the treasure is an underground cavern with a rickety bridge and just a big room filled with gold coins and diamonds and emeralds and rubies and crowns and scepters.
0: That they can use to, I guess, delay the inevitable starvation of the people
1: of the town. I did you see how much gold was in that room? You see, inevitable, they like the um the sheer amount of treasure under this town is like enough to set this town up for life.
0: Listen, all I'm saying is, if Grandpa really spent his fucking life trying to find this treasure, then this mystery was solved in a weekend by two toddlers and a dog. I don't think he tried hard enough. It was actually
1: solved over the course of the entire summer. Sriracha, if you were paying attention. I was not. Because you'll remember they couldn't solve the third clue. All right. So the first clue is like they find like a secret button in the side of the steps of town hall that reveals another plaque. And then that plaque uh, tells them to go inside and look at the vase. And then they unscrew the bottom of the vase. And they find a coin. I don't know what the coin's for, but the coin has an inscription that says like you can always know It's always time for progress in the town or some shit like that. So they go and look at the clock and then they're like, Oh, fuck. Like there's like a little cuckoo clock thing in town hall. Like every day at noon, like a little cuckoo clock show happens. And remember. There's a whole montage of them spending like two months like just looking at this clock show being like, "God goddamn, I oh, yeah. can't find any fucking clues in this motherfucker. You're
0: right. I forgot the montage. How could I forget the montage? How could
1: you forget the montage?
0: Uh, that movie sucked. It was boring as fuck. There were two pedophiles in it that followed the toddlers and the dogs around. And uh, I have a problem with the premise. I do have a problem with the premise. Unless Grandpa was... Severely lacking in multiple cognitive areas, I think that he could have figured that out. I don't oh, think you needed 70 fucking years to figure that out.
1: <laughs> okay, listen. First off, you, look, you're absolutely right. You and I figured out where the treasure was pretty fast because the, the town is named Willows and there's a giant willow tree and the town is named after the first willow tree they planted when they came there from the, from the old world and this willow tree is gigantic And me and Sriracha are like, yeah, I bet that treasure's under that uh, willow tree. And it took them almost the entire summer to figure out that, yes, the treasure was underneath that willow tree.
0: Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Zero out of ten. Too many plot holes. Can't
1: watch. But the thing I loved is there was also a genuine threat in this movie. So the bad guys are these two carnies. And they're clearly in like a coded gay relationship. It's very much like a uh, of mice and men kind of thing. There's like a fat bossy one and a skinny idiot. And you do get the sense that these two carnies are going to try to snap these little Barbie girls necks.
0: Yeah, they did look like pedophiles. And let me tell you, when they get down and they get actually find the treasure I was sh- I was like, what do you do? You have to kill the Barbies now. Yeah,
1: exactly. So like the Barbies, so like these two idiot carnies are like, we don't have to solve these clues. All we have to do is uh, follow these girls around. They'll find the clues. Then we'll dot, dot, dot deal with them. Yeah. And so they're underground in this cavern. No one knows they're down there.
0: And they are a bunch of children playing around in a dangerous rock cavern. Like, yeah, push Skipper off the bridge. Nobody's going to question that.
1: Yeah, it was like an underground Mayan temple. It was like real deep. And, and look- Here's the thing I do. If I push a button in a tree and it opens up, like, a secret passage, a secret stairwell, first thing I do is text grandma, like, get the cops over here. I found a secret stairwell. I'm going to go down there because I'm Barbie, but, like, I would like some backup on this. Like, no, Barbie's just like, we got to, we're doing this. She goes down there. The carnies follow her down there. And then at one point, like, they're all in the treasure room and the carnies are like, yeah, we're going to seal you up in this treasure room forever. Like, you're going to die in this treasure room. Thank God the puppies tie up these carnies with gold, solid gold rope
0: they found. Yeah, the puppies had to come back because the puppies really don't do shit for the whole movie. So they had to have a reason to include them so they could sell those expensive plastic <laughs> toy sets.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess that's my one problem with this movie is like, Are you a treasure hunting movie or are you a movie about how each Barbie girl gets a puppy and they have to learn how to like take care of these puppies over the course of a summer? And like the puppies grow and they grow. And then then at the end, they got to say goodbye to the puppies. But they've left the puppies as better people or dogs. But you know what I'm (laughs) saying? It's like one or the other Barbie movie.
0: Yeah, I don't think they spent a lot of time. Focusing on their ability to take care of the dogs, considering that the dogs were just kind of there in the whole movie. (laughs)
1: Yeah. But at one point, like uh, the the bad guys, they're in like the treasure cavern with Barbie and Skipper and two toddlers. And the treasure guys, like they pick up a piece of treasure and actually locks them in the room. And then they're all like, yeah, we're all going to die down here. We're all going to die down here. We're going to run out of oxygen. We don't have any food. We're all going to die down here. Thank God, like a puppy that's outside manages to push another button. (laughs) There were three secret buttons in this movie.
0: Oh yeah, that's their favorite trope for those National Treasure type shits. Like, yeah, secret buttons everywhere.
1: Yeah, you told me that this movie was just National Treasure with Barbie in it.
0: It, it was pretty much a direct, like, scene by scene copy of National Treasure. Yeah, I
1: really liked it. I really liked it. So, so, um, so we couldn't talk about this movie on the podcast because so I liked it too much. There's nothing to make fun of, and that's why we're not talking about this movie on the podcast. I was like, Sriracha, we have to watch a worse Barbie movie, and you were like. I've got the thing for you. Uh,
0: Yeah. Then I put on Barbie, Princess and the Pop Star, which infuriates me. That's how you can tell you're getting fucking old is when you watch a Barbie movie and you're like, wow, the adults are making complete sense here. And Barbie, you're being a cunt. Go to your room.
1: (laughs) Yeah. and, And here's how things start. So Princess Barbie, actually Princess Tori, it's Barbie playing Tori. The kingdom of Mirabella is celebrating its 500th anniversary. And All Princess Barbie has to do is give a speech for the 500th anniversary of her country. And she's like, I don't want to. She
0: has literally one fucking job and it's to sit down and write a speech and she just won't. And her aunt comes in and is like, Barbie, what the fuck? Where is your speech? Or shit? And she's like, hey, eh, you're a big old fuddy daddy. I'm going to fuck around with my magic wand and your hair a little bit more. It's like, listen, you little shit. It seems like you have very few responsibilities here. Sit down, write the goddamn speech, and then maybe you can go to the pop concert.
1: Yes, exactly. And so Barbie doesn't want to write the speech. She wants to go see famous pop star Kiera who is given a series of concerts to commemorate the 500th anniversary of Marabella. And by the way, it it's so easy to write a 500th anniversary speech. Wow. 500 here I'll write it right now. Wow, five hundred years of our glorious kingdom. To think that five hundred years ago, our ancestors had uh, the idea to, uh, to create a place where people could be free and be who they wanted and have fun. Like, uh, and while some things have changed, now we've got iPhones, haha, and iPads, hehe. Some things stay the same, like our love for our country. I'm Barbie.
0: Just say anything. You're the fucking princess. What are they going to do? Laugh at you? Just execute them. Well, just go,
1: okay. If you think it's so easy, you write a Marabella speech right now.
0: All uh, right. Here. How about I write a pop album? Because Kiera, this fucking bitch, is also just lying. Kiera, the pop star, is just straight up lying to her record label that she has, she totally definitely has a new album and it's totally definitely going to come out, guys. And her, her. meanwhile, her agent is desperately trying to cover for her ass. And she's just, She's just lying to him. She's like, yeah, uh uh-huh, it's coming. Then she slams the trailer door and is like, I haven't written shit.
1: Okay. Now, you and I disagreed about this at the time. and I I can see we still disagree about this. Like, look, you got to give a 500th anniversary speech on the 500th anniversary. What's the fucking rush with this new album? Why is her label so far up her fucking ad? Art takes time. Like, Radiohead doesn't release a new album every two years on the dot. Like- The art's going to be done when the art is done. And so, like, I I don't know why. And they're also threatening her, like, the label. Like, they're like, you better get us this album. It's like, what are you going to do, fire her? She's clearly so popular that she's giving the 500th anniversary concert for a whole country live on television.
0: My headcanon is that she has some kind of contract that says that you need to produce X number of albums in X year or we're going to sue your ass. And I think she's nearing the end of that contract. So they're like, where's our fourth album? Because, you know, didn't they do that to Taylor Swift or something? They were like, we're going to lock you in here and you have to shit out albums until this (laughs) day. Yeah.
1: Yes. Granted, like if you sign a contract that says I'll deliver a bunch of albums, you got to deliver the albums. But But the other thing is, it's not like she's not actively making the money. She is on a gigantic gigantic tour the 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 ticket sales the merch sales think the the record label is clearly getting a cut of this massive live once in a lifetime half millennial concert are they because she had to foot the bill on her own special effects well she wanted to foot the bill on her own special
0: effects. i disagree well
1: you as soon as i say this you'll remember so now this is the interesting thing that there is this actual contrast between the pop star and the princess. Princess doesn't want to do shit. But all Princess wants to do is, like, fuck around, slide down banisters, talk to princes, and use her magic hairbrush, which is like a magic wand, to, like, fuck up her evil aunt's hairstyle. Her
0: evil aunt, who has the audacity to ask her to do her fucking homework. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. I'm putting evil in quotes. Duchess Amelia, I thought, was pretty cool.
0: Duchess Amelia is great. <laughs> and also...
1: Barbie's dad is alive the king is alive now granted Duchess Amelia definitely says like I promised your mom that I would turn you into a princess so like okay like maybe cut Duchess Amelia some slack she was clearly close with your dead mom and she's just trying to like make your dead mom happy you know but also I don't know why the king isn't getting involved in this shit either You're her dad. Well, how about you tell her to do her homework?
0: This is the fun part of watching these movies: is to like twist possibilities around in your brain to make the logic work. See, maybe it's a matriarchal society, and the king is just a figurehead. Because it seems like the queen, like if the queen can order the duchess to take over until her princess turns of age, like I I don't think the men in this society have a ton of power.
1: That's you know what? That's actually a very good point. Like like she might have been a regent in charge until Barbie became of age. I, that's that's a very good point. But Kiera is running around backstage like a mad woman. She's like, I want the dance to look like this. I want you to place these lights here. Like, at one point, her assistant's like, do you want, like, royal purple or, like, saffron violet? And she's like, royal purple. And, like, the assistant shows her two swatches, and they're almost the exact same purple. But Kiera's like, I want that purple. And it's like, I like how Kiara has a vision and it's kind of like an auteur and what happened with the live concert was Cara was like the lighting rig that the studio is sending over is not is not acceptably cool enough i'm gonna spend my own money to buy even better lights and cameras so this 500th anniversary thing can really pop like cara cares about making cool art that people like she's neurotic as fuck <laughs> This whole thing. You say neurotic and controlling. I say has a vision, knows what she wants, and goes out and gets it. And just sits around and lies to everybody around her. And that's just totally
0: cool, I guess. There's also just fun little caveat. In her dressing room, she has a picture of the royal family. And she's like longingly singing about how she wants to be a princess. And my headcanon is this is like a jong-un situation where like everybody in the kingdom is required to keep a portrait of the family
1: yeah and so that that brings us up to like our first big plot point so the pop star loves the royal family loves the idea of just like sitting around all day on her ass and not writing speeches and fucking with her aunt. to be fair sounds like that's what tori's doing I yeah, Exactly! Tori is doing that! And then Tori has all these pictures of the pop star up in her room! And Tori knows all the pop star songs! And Tori's like, oh! F- I, I, and... Tori is like, oh, fuck, I wish I was a pop star. The pop star's like, oh, fuck, I wish I was a princess. Then they visit each other and one of them uses their magic hairbrush to change the other one's hair. One of them uses their magic microphone to change the other one's outfit. And then all of a sudden they realize, oh, shit, we look exactly identical.
0: It's a classic princess and the popper switcheroo. They switch identities to see how each other's lives are.
1: Yeah. And by the way, this is not the first time that the Barbie franchise has taken on the classic princess and the popper story because while the princess and the pop star is a classic take on the prince and the pauper there's also a movie called Barbie the princess and the pauper so this is their second bite at the clas- at mark Twain's classic we should watch that one next we should watch the other one next yes and so they're, 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 they're running around they're looking like each other they're like ah let's switch places for a day and um and it's fun and like they're actually like Barbie's actually a pretty good singer and like uh Tori's actually like pretty fun and likes being a princess. Then the evil manager, Seymour Crider, who used to be uh a, a child entertainer himself, remember?
0: Right, like a Mickey Mouse clubhouse type of deal.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was part of like the Squirrel Nut Bunch as a kid and he was singing about how much he loved nuts on camera and then all of a sudden he like went through puberty live on television, his voice dropped, everyone started booing him and throwing tomatoes at him and he lost his job and he had to become a manager. So there's this fun thing where like the evil manager like kind of does have like a tragic villain backstory and to manager's like oh shit i'm gonna rob the treasury of the kingdom of marabella take all this money launch a comeback special and then i'll be a star again and i'm kind of like i like that this guy's got a vision he doesn't just want money for money's sake or power for power's sake like he wants to be back in the spotlight
0: yeah, I don't know what he would do with the money. What, like, m- write on a whole movie just so he could star in it or something? Yeah. Like, how could you buy your way back into that after that horrific experience on Mickey Mouse's clubhouse?
1: People do shit like that all the time. Like, like, like little, uh, little passion projects, little solo, little self-funded art pieces. I'm not going to say that they're always successful, but. I mean, why not? Why not hire the best screenwriter in the kingdom and the best director in the kingdom and, like, have them create a project around you? Like, it could work. Worse it happens, you're still an unpopular loser, which you were to begin with.
0: There's an interesting implication that Barbie can't leave the castle. Yes. Which I found fascinating because uh, Kiara, when they switch lives, Barbie is, like, having a field fucking day (laughs) running around the kingdom and she's like holy shit i haven't been to this part of the city before i'm like are you really really you were born here and you lived your whole life and you have no idea that you have slums
1: yeah and she runs into two poor people and she's like what are you what do you mean you don't have money what do you mean you can't afford to go to kira's concert tonight that doesn't make any sense you don't uh you know, live in a big castle and have a magic hairbrush and have all these dresses and shit. What do you and and it's like, and again, much like in Barbie and her sisters in the puppy in the puppy summertime adventure, we're dealing with class issues here, economic issues here. And the princess is like, oh fuck, my eyes have been opened, and now I'm gonna have my time as a pop star has taught me that I gotta help poor people. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. I liked. <laughs> all right, so like. So the two switch places, but then the evil aunt locks the princess who is actually secretly the pop star in Barbie's room, and, and she's like, you're not coming out of that room until so you write that fucking speech.
0: Which, oh, this whole conflict could have easily been avoided if Barbie would have just sat down and wrote her fucking speech. I
1: 100% agree with that. And now Barbie has to give the concert on live television, and Barbie's like, I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm not as good as a singer as the pop star. I don't know what to do. And then the pop star's like, oh, shit, I gotta get out of, I'm trapped in this castle. I gotta get out of here. I'm gonna miss my big concert. Uh, but there's like a secret passage just found And then there's a magic plant that grows diamonds and Seymour Crider and his roadie sneak into the castle to steal the magic diamond plant, which is the the source of all of Mirabelle's wealth. Yeah. uh, The treasury of Mirabella is
0: a plant that grows diamonds. And for some fucking reason, no one has ever tried planting another one.
1: Yes. Yes. It's weird. (laughs) There's like only one plant that grows diamonds. And it's like, how about two plants to grow diamonds? Why don't you try to maybe cultivate part of this plan? Somewhere you have two? How about this? It seems like you guys might have more than one castle. How about you put, like, a little diamond plant in, like, each castle? But no, like, the, the economy of Mirabella has a Death Star-style weakness. Yeah, guys,
0: sorry for... Sorry that you live in poverty and squalor. We just found out we could grow more diamonds. So <laughs> we're going to take care of that next week.
1: And so... Uh, Crider and his roadie break into the treasury, steal the diamond plant, and all of a sudden, all the plants in Mirabella start dying.
0: Oh, yeah. Cause I guess this plant is also required for the horticulture.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Everything depends on this one plant. It's, and, and, and I, and I thought that was cool because, like, because the world around them starts dying and turning brown. And it's like, oh, this is more important than just money. It's like, Life itself might end if this plant gets fucked. And the the pop star breaks out of the of Barbie's room, and is like, hey, you fucker, stop. And then, but they try to get away, and they steal, the bad guys steal a horse and carriage, and they're, like, trying to ride away with the diamonds. And then Barbie stops them, and they use their magic hairbrush and magic microphone to, like, change Seymour Crider's evil outfit into, like, a big, fun Mary Poppins dress, gets caught in an updraft, and then he's just, like, suspended in midair, and he can't move. They always find an interesting way, like around violence in these movies.
0: Yeah, because it's like like a classic Disney villain ending where they're not explicitly dead, but you can assume something terrible is going to happen to them after the credits close.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. And uh, but then Kreider fucking drops the diamond plant over a cliff, and the diamond plant like falls into the darkness, and they're like, "Oh goddammit, it! Everything's ruined now." But they realize that. When the princess and the pop star visited that diamond plant earlier in the day and took two of the little diamonds to make secret friendship lockets, that maybe those diamonds are seeds. And it works! <laughs> and they plant their friendship locket diamonds in the ground. Three fairies, yes, there's also fairies in this movie, circle it a bunch, and they water it, and now they got a diamond plant again. And all the plants grow back, and is saved, and then Barbie, and oh, and then also... Tori, while hanging out in the castle, gets inspired to write a new song that Barbie somehow knows the lyrics to at the end, and they sing the new song live on air. Tori's got a new album. Barbie Barbie gives her speech and is like, you know, being poor sucks, and we should probably use some of these diamonds to help poor people. And everyone's like, yeah, good idea, Barbie. Holy no, know, it's not that 500 years.
0: <laughs> hey, you guys know we could grow more diamond trees?
1: Yeah. And maybe we could use some of those extra drivers to like be extra cool to people. And they're like, yeah, we never thought of that. You rule. And so it's like, yeah, Barbie, maybe you should have written a speech because clearly the speech you did write moves the policy of a half set of a half millennial old country.
0: Yeah. It was, I like how you're confusing Barbie and you're getting the names pretty fucked up. While well, you're explaining this but that's okay they get it
1: pop star princess princess pop star yeah
0: let's just say princess pop star um fuck this movie i hate this movie everything could have been solved if they were just honest with one another literally just spend a day barbie spend a day sitting there writing your speech Carrie. you can hammer out an email your are publishing company and then you just do some fuckery walkery for the rest of the week it could have been solved in 15 minutes
1: I really like this movie. I really like that. They licensed the song, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Uh. And they changed the lyrics to Princesses Just Want to Have Fun. And um, they don't really change that much. It's just like, Princesses Just Want to Have Fun. That's all they really want. Here's a camera and a camera and a camera. That's a, a camera. different song. What was that song?
0: To Be a Princess and To Be a Pop Star. Yes. That, that song kind of slaps. <laughs> I like
1: that song. I like, I like a lot of these songs in this goddamn movie. Um, so let's give it a
0: rating. What do you
1: rate this? Okay. 10 out of 10. I had a really good time with both of these movies. These Barbie movies are all right. What do you give it?
0: Um, I'm going to give it a 4 out of 10. Really? On my anime list. <laughs> yes.
1: Okay. Now, according to Wikipedia, Barbie... Colon, the Prince of the Pop Star is uh, came out in the year 2012, and it's the 23rd Barbie movie.
0: Oh, yeah. Dude, there's an ass load of these.
1: Okay. I'm going to name some Barbie movies. I want you to tell me whether or not you've seen it. Okay. Okay? Barbie, colon, a fashion fairy tale.
0: That's the one where she's a butterfly? No, that's Barbie, Barbie Mariposa. No, I haven't seen that one.
1: Okay. Well, I made $18 million. Holy <laughs> shit. Barbie... Barbie Colin, Mariposa and the Fairy Princess is probably what you're thinking of, which is the twenty fifth Barbie
0: movie. Yeah, I've seen all the Barbie Mariposa movies.
1: Okay. Barbie Colon Spy Squad.
0: Yes, I've seen that one. Okay,
1: it only made two million dollars. Holy shit, that did not do well. Um Barbie, colon, video game hero.
0: I have not seen that one, but I've heard bad things.
1: Okay, it came out in 2017. Oh, it was written by Nina Bargill, who follows me on Twitter. Nice. Oh, maybe I can get her on and talk Give
0: me about a Barbie jab.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we let us write a Barbie movie. Okay, have you seen Barbie in the 12 Dancing Princesses? Yes, I have. What's that about?
0: It's about, you know the Nutcracker? Yes. It's the
1: Nutcracker. Okay. Have you seen Barbie of Swan Lake? No. Have you seen Barbie as Rapunzel? No. Have you seen Barbie as the island princess? No, I have not. Have you seen Barbie and the Three Musketeers? No, I don't think so. There's 37 Barbie movies. I
0: watched a lot of these when I was a young child, so I don't really remember a lot of them.
1: Well, surely you remember Barbie Starlight Adventure.
0: I do remember that one. That was the one we watched.
1: Yeah, which is like Barbie goes up into space. Yeah,
0: uh, kills a dragon or
1: something. In that one, they have to restart the universe's gravitational field because all of life is dying. That was a good one. I really liked that movie. It was movie. a
0: good one. But Barbie Diaries sucks.
1: I like that one too. I saw Barbie Diaries. That was the one where Barbie realizes it, it, it was like, that one was Barbie meets Mean Girls.
0: It was like a Barbie movie, except made by one of those North Korean animation companies.
1: Oh, yeah. It looked terrible. It just looked terrible. <laughs> Wait, what was the
0: name of that one one more time? Barbie. The Barbie Diaries.
1: All right, hold on. I'm going to look this up. Wow. Okay. Well, that was part of the first ten Barbie films. It was actually the eighth Barbie film. The first ten Barbie films, from Barbie and the Nutcracker to Barbie Fairytopia: colon, Magic of the Rainbow, made seven hundred million dollars in video sales.
0: Is that bad or good? That's incredible.
1: Seven 700- hundred. million. $700 million. And you saw how bad the Barbie Diaries looked. They spent like $75 animating that thing.
0: Yeah, that thing was animated in Indonesia or something. That looks terrible. That
1: movie is just horrific. The first 23 Barbie movies sold 110 million DVDs and VHS cassettes.
2: That's incredible.
1: All right. Well, listeners... That's it for our Barbie segment. Uh, we, we hope you enjoy us revisiting all of our classic segments from our uh, the past hundred episodes in this our hundredth episode anniversary month. We'll be right back after this with more of the loudest podcast.
2: It's 17 past the hour, radio drama fans, and that means it's time for the long hallway mysteries. <laughs> Stories of intrigue, passion, and hallways. Brought to you by Shouted Denials. We're not shouting, you're shouting, stupid! Tonight's episode of the Long Hallway Mysteries. Corridor to Calamity. And when I came home to my apartment, I found the window broken in my parlor. The room we're in right now and my priceless statue of King Ferdinand de Salon stolen. Oh, Detective H. Nathan Ellis, it would take a miracle to solve this mystery. Miracles are mere coincidence in the detective world, good sir. And as a detective, I do not believe in coincidences. Is there another way out of this room besides the window? Yes, the other exit is through the kitchen. And where is that? Right this way, down the hallway. Is this the room? A bit further. This one? Yes. No, wait. That's merely a closet. This is a grand apartment. And rent control. Really? Here we are. The kitchen door. This is the kitchen- (gasps) And there's our criminal, still trying to escape with your statue of King Ferdinand de Salon. Detective Ellis, you killed him! Luckily, I am as quick with a throwing knife as I am with my detective wits. Well, that solves this mystery. I guess now all there is to do is return this statue back to the parlor where it belongs. May I accompany you? Of course. Does your building allow pets? Thus concludes another riveting adventure in the canon of The Long
1: Hallway Mysteries. Welcome back to the Loudest Podcast. Now, last week we said, like, Oh, you know, we really like Grand Kev, the Thought Cops. We should have them on the show. And not just for, like, some weird segment like uh, Chicago Food Minute. Like, let's just have them hang out and talk with us. But then I kind of realized, like, you know, a segment called Chicago Food Minute would actually be... Pretty awesome. So, joining us for Chicago Food Minute are Kevin and Grant from the Thaw Cops. Hey there, Chicago food fans! How the
4: hell are you? We're coming to you live from the uh, the food city of America, Neo Chicago.
0: What Chicago? What's new in Malort news?
4: Uh, they did have a new variant release recently, uh, a bourbon, I believe. Isn't that right, Grant? Yes.
0: That sounds disgusting.
1: It might, it's probably better than regular Malort.
0: Yeah, that's not saying much.
1: Well, What's the difference? Did they, is it just regular Malort that they poured some bourbon in? How no, did they no, bourbonify this Malort? It's only bourbon. It's
3: Jepson's bourbon. There's Jepson's so Malort it's not and there's Malort. Jepson's bourbon. Right.
1: Okay, so Jepson's just made some bourbon.
3: Right, exactly, yeah. Did it taste good at all? You know, I have the bottle. I have not Um, I have not tried it yet. Okay. Can you take a big pull off that right now? Yeah, we're gonna need you to crack that open. <laughs> you do okay. it. Uh, do I have a minute to go grab the bottle? Actually,
1: yes, of course sure. you do. Okay, oh, Grant. Yeah. While you're getting, don't Jepson's talk about bourbon. me behind my back. We won't. Okay, I promise, Kevin. Yes. When are you gonna dump this dead weight, Grant? <gasps> it seems like you're the star. Oh wow. I mean, I, I wouldn't go that far. You know,
4: I'm not. You know, I'm, I'm not. You know, setting it on fire on TikTok or anything, but um. But he's on TikTok? Oh
0: yeah, Grant is very popular on TikTok. Oh wait,
4: what? I don't know about this! Oh, you don't know he's about He's the that?
0: Chicago guy. <laughs>
4: tell me, okay, tell me everything about it. I'm I'm switching over to listening mode. Okay, I mean uh, it'd probably be better if he
3: explained it, but hey. Alright, I'm back. Did what, what, what did I miss? Well, You're
1: big on TikTok?
3: Uh, uh well, uh, kind of. Oops. Tell me everything!
1: I didn't know about this! Well,
3: actually, um God, let me put this bottle down. Okay, well, kind it ties so, in well. Actually, yeah, this ties in very well because I wasn't going to create a TikTok until Sarancho told me to. Yeah, so it's her welcome. fault. <laughs>
0: you're welcome. And now you've got 3,000 people following the Chicago guy. Actually, it's the
3: Chicago guy on four, it's 4,189 as of right now.
0: Holy it's shit, it was 3,000 when I checked it last.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was
1: it's like... An exponential, it's like that map from the movie Congo. It's exactly. just getting bigger and bigger. Okay, walk me through, give me an audio version of your most popular TikTok. Well, like, I, I, hope I would our like, listeners envision this.
3: Sure, I would like to give uh, a little bit of the history, though, because it, it all ties into everything that both of our podcasts are sort of about, and it all it all starts, if I can set the scene... Um, Cirentia and Goth Nico, uh, mm-hmm. our good friend Nico, uh, they do the dark side jills and they had us on for an episode where they forced us to watch 90 Day Fiance. Yes, they mm-hmm. did. It Multiple
0: r- clips. Yes. Multiple yes. clips. Yes, you
3: did. Yes, you did. And it, it broke my brain. And one day I made an Instagram video <laughs> where I shrugged my shoulders up. I I slicked my hair back so I look like big uh, no neck big Ed whatever his name is Ooh. and I it means I, the next I rubbed, looking guy yeah and I rubbed mayonnaise in my hair and that was the video and the joke is haha this show broke my brain and Sorancha <gasps> said oh uh you should throw that up on on TikTok it'd it'd do well and uh, so that was back in May May eighteenth. Congratulations. Th- thank this you. Is a big deal. It's, so okay. I threw I threw Have, a bunch of videos up and they didn't really do too well, but then some of them started doing really well, and then I started doing a series called like Dudes from Chicago. And okay. my most popular one right now is about the Dave Matthews band Poop Bridge incident, which is dudes from Chicago will say, I know a place, and then take you to the uh Take you to the bridge where the Dave Matthews Band's tour bus uh, dropped 800 pounds of human excrement <laughs> on an unsuspecting <laughs> tour bus back in 2004. Wow, that, that's
4: a true story. That, that's a, it's a, a no, true
3: story. A, yeah, yeah, it's
4: true. a piece of history here. You know, much like the uh, the Family Matters house, which again we right r- rest in peace, God rest his soul. You know, this now is, we this talked is about just that on relevant.
1: your 200th episode. Look. Your your two hundredth episode, and but this is a perfect time to promote it. Thought Cops two hundred is dropping this week. It is made it two hundred. Obviously, we have a hundred episodes. Like um, and we and I me and Stretch both called in, and we talked. We we did our two minutes of hate on that. I want to jump back though, just real quick. Mm -hmm. The new thing Big Ed is doing is he's taking. He put guacamole in his hair. Oh, God. And he took a tortilla chip and he ate some of the guac out of his hair. I mean, like a full guacamole or like
3: like an avocado, because I would understand avocado and getting avocado oil in your hair. But did he take a fucking mortar and pestle and create a guacamole?
0: I think it was guacamole because he then eats it with a chip.
1: Yeah. And this clip is all over. And so now, obviously, you're going to need to do this. Yeah, that's a great idea.
0: Yeah, no. you got to recreate well, that too. Just to, pour everything in your hair. To
1: sort of show you the scale. The
3: first the the big ad video that I made got 600 views. Uh, the Dave Matthews band video I made got 623,000 views. So I think I'll do more of the Dave Matthews based content over the uh, Big Ed-based
1: content. Big Ed yeah, has not yeah, been sure. a big just hitter. Abandoning, just abandoning your original fan base, of course. You can't forget your roots. You get more popular, and you dump the people that got you there. I yeah, you know well, it. That makes sense. You know, it is what it is. I ain't I apologizing. I guess, I guess it. Look, I guess it is what it is. It is what it is. I guess it is what it, it, is. it is. It is what now, it is. Now, speaking of what it is, what it is is you're holding a bottle of Jepson's bourbon. Right. Now I I'd love it if you try some okay. for Chicago I'm, food minute. And by the way, we're already seven minutes in. I'm so jealous. It'll be a one minute segment. cracking the <laughs> <like>, open. <laughs> um, yeah, Kevin, do you screw have any? have like some way. deep dish pizza you could eat at the same time? Okay, uh, what could
4: you do for us? What can I do for you? I I got a, I got a pack of saltines that can go grab.
3: That's uh, Chicago
0: <laughs> saltine, the yeah. city of big crackers, Chicago Just, style saltines. That's hey. mustard
3: <laughs> to it. Add some mustard and it'll be Chicago style. Let me let me get some relish too. Yeah, yeah, really build up this cracker.
1: Do it. Alright, and then you guys will eat the cracker and the bourbon at the cell. This is gonna be great. Chicago Food Minute so far is a smashing success. <laughs> smashing
0: success.
3: <laughs> well,
1: so I'm I'm uh, sensing so the you bourbon get rid right of Kevin now. Kevin, now that you're big on TikTok, I mean, yeah, I don't know why. Absolutely you need him he's, anymore. He's, yeah, he's he's gone, he's it out Seems of like here. he's
3: a dead weight. <laughs> oh, uh, we forgot to get him out of the conversation before oh, we uh, Oh, shit. yeah, no,
4: I I'm I'm still here. Uh well, no, I'm not deafened. Vest.
3: What is the mustard under your bed
4: or something? Yeah, I got some mustard, I got some uh like uh, uh, sliced onions, everything you know, uh, poppy seed buns for the hot dogs and everything.
0: I know who's getting my key to the city this week. It's the mustard hidden under Kevin's <laughs> 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 Could
4: be All worse. Right. Could be worse.
1: On three, I want to hear some Chicago style bites and drinks. One, right. two, three. Mm. Okay, oh, yeah. so. Oh, that is
0: good so, ASMR.
1: Yeah, I like it. Mm. Um, oh, everyone hates so it much, but they love Chicago Food Minute.
3: It <laughs> does taste like bourbon. Okay. But it might be the worst bourbon I think I've had. <laughs> <laughs> it's like worse than Jack Daniels. I
1: don't know if Jack Daniels isn't a bourbon, but I don't no, know. I know it's, what you're saying. Yeah. It's like Jim Beam... It's like Jim Beam level. It's like below the bottom shelf. It's uh, like yeah. it's like there's a little elevator underneath the bottom shelf that takes you to where the Jepsons bourbon yeah, is. Mine it, in
0: college was, I mean, I feel like every college has its own regional just bourbon or masquerade, bottom, lower than bottom shelf whiskey masquerading as some kind of bourbon. And ours was called Heaven's Hill back <laughs> in the day. It was like like they took an air freshener and sprayed the smell of bourbon into just like a bottle of rubbing alcohol. <laughs>
4: Heaven's Hill,
1: that sounds like something you drink to go into a cult. Yeah, it does. Sounds like that's what they dread the Heaven's Gate cult, drank Heaven's Hill. Yeah. yeah it makes exactly a lot right. of sense. All right, how's that cracker?
4: How's the cracker taste? Yeah, I'm gonna be real <laughs> with you, Stereos. I actually I had a jar of pickles here, which I know you guys mm. were commenting on the nice crunch. Uh yeah. that was a nice um that was actually just me biting into uh some great gherkins, uh baby hole kosher
1: dill pickles. Can you see where they're manufactured? Can you can you read to me where they're manufactured? What's what
0: type here? of style are they? Oh yeah. Mm. So
1: actually, you didn't. So you
3: didn't eat uh-huh. the cracker. You gaslit them into thinking you ate a cracker and you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, this is better because uh, this is actually manufactured yeah, that, in Batavia,
4: Illinois, which is my hometown. It's a suburb of Chicago.
1: It's a pickle! And Chicago you put, and style pickles. And you put
4: pickles on Chicago style hot dogs. You know, a nice pickle slice. You know. So I'm, um, I'm getting, you know, I'll, I'll just have to eat everything piece by piece.
1: Okay, so when are you guys gonna kiss on camera?
0: Yeah, do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, like that.
1: Like they're not in the same room right now, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, but first like, of all, I there's a pan, there's a global glo- pandemic
3: going on. I don't know if you've heard about mm-hmm. this. It's irresponsible. Pops. Irresponsible. Uh, I can't wait to
0: get back to just coughing in each other's mouths directly.
3: <laughs> I miss licking the subway. Me all too. Day. Oh, I miss spreading <laughs> particles all around my friends.
0: <laughs> Have you seen those diagrams of people just Hell shooting yeah. articles all? Yeah, over I time. love shooting
1: articles all over my boys. Can't yeah. wait to get
0: back to that.
1: <laughs> I feel like, but but, but I mean, uh, real talk. I feel like there is a significant portion of the Thought cops listener base that also like Yowie, and they like the idea of like these two like sexy young Chicago guys like running around having Chicago adventures, and like. You know, if you guys kiss a little bit, like, you know, it you know, might help, may help things out.
0: I will be amazed if there's not at least one thought, thought, x cops <laughs> slash fic out there.
1: Grant,
4: we could recreate that uh, SNL monologue. Yeah, was I was just thinking about. Yeah. about that. Yeah. What? Um, oh,
1: God. Yeah. What? It was uh, well, it, it Pete
3: broke
4: Davidson. Broke the internet.
3: Yeah.
1: Pete <laughs> Davidson
3: <laughs> and the guy who played Jim from The Office broke the internet. The internet uh-huh. collecti- collectively gasped. And I'm okay. pretty sure that means like only six people were talking about
4: it.
0: I mean, it's SNL, so I doubt there's more than six people watching it. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it's,
1: right. it's 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 weird. SNL is the only show that is for pre-teens and the elderly <laughs> like no one from yeah. like no age 18 to 59
4: does not care and that's why Pete Davidson has a career I think um, cause like I'm, I, every time I see him I'm like what do people see in this guy and same with those like weekend update guys they seem like they were like creative in test tubes you know like they just <laughs> there's no charisma they they have like n- they don't play off each other at all it's just so like stiff and uncomfortable and I don't know it's very strange
1: it's it's it is literally not for it is literally for children in the elderly. You know, like, I I have it, a like, who is home at Saturday night and look, look. I know there's a pandemic now. Like you know, which makes it hard for hot boys yeah. to kiss. <laughs> yeah, but like who the hell is home at Saturday night at 11 30 a.m. Kids who think it's cool to stay up late and then my dad, my seventy-two-year-old <laughs> dad, is like, I like to watch the yell. He's well, he's like, a fan. You like says out. I'll tell you what he's a fan. I'll tell you. Yeah, he likes it. Yes, he does. Uh, I'll tell you a a
3: harrowing tale, though, Asterios. I was talking to my sister and her husband one time, and they said that they watch SNL. And we were talking about something in politics, something about, oh, fucking whatever, somebody stepped down or whatever. And my my sister's dumb Italian husband said to me, he said this, he said, (laughs) yeah, but it'll be funny when they skewer her on SNL. (laughs) And I was like, no, 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 it won't be. Like, you're... The the fucking idiot liberals that everybody complains about all the time. Like you think that this is doing damage is just to make fun of whoever the fuck. I can't even remember any of their names anymore, but it's like you you watch this. You think this is funny? You think this is doing damage to the Donald Trump administration? Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, well, and then you see great. Alec, you see Alec Baldwin on stage after Trump gets uh fuck after he loses the election and he's holding a sign that says you're welcome. He's 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 holding that sign up for you. People, my family. Wait, you no. wanted
1: to,
0: Sriracha? but but Grant, did you know that the orange man is bad?
1: That's what you wanted uh, to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, st- Kevin, had something, well, I was, but I was like, whatever. you know what, Kevin? Hold on, Sriracha hasn't spoken. Listen, wow.
0: listen, we, they all can't be winners. Oh,
1: okay, well, well, all right,
4: Kevin. What did you want to say? I, I just wanted to go on record and say Grant is very vocal about every every time there's something in the news. He goes, I can't wait to see how the South Park guys take this down. Right? Yeah, I that's totally it. me. Totally a South he Park loves guy. Their-
1: he loves their dirty takes.
4: He's like there I come. love it when they
3: swear, and I love it when Cartman sticks it to him too. I'm you know I'm just a big fan of their um center of the road libertarian politics. All sides are bad. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's bad. Yeah.
1: The one time I watched South Park recent a couple of years ago, you were there. We were watching I had not watched South Park in like years. Yeah. And I was like, ah, South Park's just put it on. And then the opening shot was like an, as an Amazon warehouse. And remember me and Siracha, we both at the same time went, Oh <laughs> God. It's like now I have to hear their takes yeah, on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> oh my goodness great, Yeah. Everyone needs to shut up with me. That's how this. That I think that's the lesson of this. The only person who's allowed to talk about politics is me, because everyone else's political takes are insufferable. I know that's that's not so, but that's
4: that's not true, Stereos. Have you seen any of the episodes from uh, Simpsons season thirty-seven?
1: I hear it's getting better.
4: I'm sure they have a lot of fine opinions. No, I actually, uh, out of some sick, morbid curiosity, I actually did. (laughs) I did watch the Halloween special this year, The Treehouse of Horror. And don't get me wrong, The Simpsons, like the classic, you know, first 10 seasons, like one of my all-time favorite things ever. Uh, But once in a while, I'll tune in to see what's going on. And it was real bad. Um There's a cold open where Homer is at the voting booth and he's wearing a mask and everything. And Lisa lists off every single bad thing Donald Trump has ever done.
3: (laughs) Literally, he's not joking. It's not even a joke. It's just a big, like, scrolling text of every single thing he did. And then they go into a parody of Toy Story, which, you know,
4: weird for a Halloween episode. But they go into a parody of Toy Story and the episode is just called
1: Toy Story. There's not even a clever play on it. (laughs) But but is it like Donald, the Donald Trump toy is like, mama, I (laughs) I love the sweet taste of diarrhea. Thankfully, (laughs) they got that out of the way in the cold open. Okay, so there was no diarrhea eating Trump toy. Then why am I even watching this? I know. I mean, I turned it off
4: right. I mean, I would have turned it off right then and there. But, you know, I was waiting to see if they'd mentioned the orange man again.
1: Okay, he is bad. Sratch, do you you want to jump in?
0: No, I was just. This is what I've been saying for weeks. It's like everybody what thinks they are the funniest person on the face of the planet when they say Orange Man bad. It's like if you're just gonna say politics, have a news show, at least make an attempt to be funny. Yeah, Yeah, I know. I mean, I I
4: know. You know, they said Trump would be good for politics, but I got to say, there's been a lot of really funny stuff that come out of the Biden administration so far. Um, Like on recent episode of Thought Cops, Grant and I. We're reading a hilarious Twitter thread where somebody, um, I think he was a writer for The Tonight Show. He he wrote a bunch oh, of tweets. Man. <laughs> he wrote a bunch of tweets that were uh, basically the premise was, What if the Avengers were at the Capitol riot?
0: Oh my God, I saw that. Asterios, did you see that? I
1: know, thank God. So I've
3: seen this. Horrific. We did it a live perfect. reading of like the text back and forth, like we were in a school play. It was it was <laughs> hilarious.
0: <laughs> oh my god! I need to tune into that. You need to tune into this most recent episode of Thought Cops, then, because that shit hurt me. <laughs> like yeah. it hurt me in my soul. Yeah, I it was. Read
4: it. It, it was hard to like just keep ourselves together though, because like, God, what was it? Like Iron Man makes a quip where he calls he refers to Donald Trump as Orange Julius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, would
0: say and that. Wonder Woman says, "I should be at brunch right now."
3: I mean, <laughs> Wonder no, Woman's it's... not even canonically one of the
1: Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look, I know the only thing worse than the fact that comedy sucks and sucked in the Trump era is comedians talking about how comedy sucked in the Trump era. I'm here to talk about Chicago-style food. Oh, right. like, Chicago, now, Chicago food. Now, how deep minute, are yeah. these? How deep? Are these pizzas? Hey, however, like, I, like, are you working on an even deeper dish of pizza? However deep on? you want it. Really?
3: I mean, no, well, no, that's not a thing, actually. And, no. okay, you sorry. know, I, and, I don't this know. is a recurring thing that,
4: for some reason, this Chicago pizza discourse shows up on Twitter once a year where everybody, like, comes to the savior of chicago pizza where they're like actually deep dish pizza is in chicago pizza it's tavern style and it's
3: like wait, 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 every wait, year wait, we wait. have to hear the, the same brave take pizza? what the hell is tavern stop the hell is so, tavern style pizza tavern style pizza is just it's thin crust and they cut it into squares
1: Oh, you mean like the cheap ass pizza they give you at the bar for free? Flat no, bread. it's it's, no, not it's not that a bad. Bread.
3: How dare okay. you? Yeah, no,
4: well, I don't it's, know,
1: I'm like, This is the first I've ever heard of it. And I'm sorry, I mean,
4: it's it's, it, it's good. I mean, like it's <laughs> definitely did. like it's more something you would eat more commonly. I mean, like you, deep dish pizza right. is not something you want to consume. You know, once it's, a week. It's a
3: place where you go to, like you go to some tourist trap in the middle of like right in the middle of downtown, and you sit there and you spend you know $150 for everyone to eat the largest pizza you've ever seen and it's like it's not bad um I have a recipe that actually I I make like a deep dish at home in a cast iron Ooh, pan that, that was turns so out fucking good. good man yeah uh I made it for Kevin one time um and that that's pretty good but it it is one of those things where it's like yeah most people don't like go out of their way to
1: eat it it's like a thing that tourists primarily do you know okay all right, I'm. I'm sorry. I'm still stuck on this tavern pizza because I think a lot of our listeners have never heard of tavern style pizza. So, so does it go? So it goes flatbread, tavern style, thin crust, regular Chicago style. I would say is like, that the? How would you tell? Walk me through. Help me paint a picture in my mind of tavern style pizza. Uh, Grant, would you say it's like it's
4: not as like thin as like. Thin crust, I right, guess. Right. Yeah.
3: No, it's and just, it depends on where you go too. Yeah. Um. I mean, there's places that do like there's beggars that's down the street from me, uh and I'm not just talking about homeless people. Those are down the street from me too. No, that's that's but there's just a place mascot. called there's place yeah. there's a place called beggars pizza, uh, and it's a little bit thicker, it's a little bit doughier it's still a thin crust, but it has like has a little bit more body to it. Yeah, that's a good way okay. to put it. Yeah.
1: All right, so it goes. Flatbread, thin crust, tavern style, regular. Uh, I I guess what's what's regular? Yeah,
0: what like New York pizza? Oh yeah, like like the pizza you get at Domino's, which is just like no, that is not. New
1: York pizza. Yeah. <laughs> what? Well, okay, but they don't have access to New York pizza. I'm trying to give them, I'm trying There's to give our New listeners York
3: pizza place this yeah, an idea of the thickness yeah. of a
1: re- like the the pizza the Ninja Turtles would eat. Like they're not eating like New York state. It's just regular pizza. They're, the
0: pizza the Ninja Turtles eat. You fucker! You are so wrong. You are so <laughs> off of this. Have you ever seen a Domino's pizza? The cheese when the turtles eat the pizza, the cheese is gooey and it melts and yeah. it draws apart. Dom- Domino's Pizza does not do that shit because Domino's Pizza is not made with real cheese. It's just made with fucking shredded sandpaper. You will never get a cheese pull on a Domino's Pizza.
1: Okay, I completely agree that there's no cheese pull to a Domino's Pizza. I completely agree. But but what is the average pizza that someone could hold in their mind so they could compare it to tavern style and and contrast and compare the thicknesses?
4: I mean, I would say just Google it, you know, get a good idea for it in your mind.
3: Use um, the internet. Look at a tab. Oh, Google talk. everything.
1: Hey, don't listen to our comedy podcast. Just Google some jokes. Yeah, wait, well, yeah. We're not here to provide you any information. There's plenty of good I websites mean, for that, too. Yeah. Joke blogger. I, mean, I guess you could Google some pretty good jokes. Jokes.com. Yeah. I mean, Twitter's got hilarious jokes. You go to jokes.com. There's a lot of funny people on TikTok. Yeah. So speaking of funny people on TikTok, we got Grant Mooney. Grant, what's your oh. TikTok? It, what is it? At. Grant Mooney. I is think it? it's at Grant
3: dot Mooney.
1: I believe. Okay. Yes. And and soon he'll be doing the. You know, the 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 classic, the, the, the guac, the guac hair, guac hair Grant is coming back. <laughs> he's going to eat some of that guac with his chips.
0: And when he becomes famous as the Chicago guy, like really famous, he's got like Charlie D'Amelio levels of followers. You can transition to a career of just like biting your
1: lip and looking into the camera. Yeah, uh, hell all yeah. you I can't to do wait is for be hot. You don't even need to make content anymore.
3: I can't wait for that, for that, uh, for my time to come, for my time now, to shine.
1: Now, what I love is, now, if he's referencing like a Charlie DeMille song, like, I don't know. I don't know much about Charlie DeMille, but it sounds like he was referencing. Who the that. fuck now, is that? What Ryan? I love is like when one of these TikTok stars, all of a sudden they're like, this is my friend. And like they try to like help their like friend get a big following too. So like, Grant, like, are you like doing a lot of obvious stuff? You're like, oh, at Kevin TikTok, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, how are you like helping Kevin's brand grow? I, I don't have a TikTok. He doesn't have a TikTok. It seems like we got to mm. fix this, right? I mean, we got to fix this. I've, I've
3: Kevin, thought about Kevin it. What has Kevin's made, thing be? Kevin's made a bunch of, like, really good videos that he's put on. And see, this, is, this was my thing is I was making all these Instagram videos, and they weren't really, aside from my, you know, group of friends that follow me on Instagram, like, they weren't going anywhere. But TikTok's, like, fast. It feeds you people's videos, shit like that. But Kevin was making videos that were, like, I think some of the funnier ones that you could do really well with were like the Smash Bros announcer guy voice and doing random <gasps> things of like, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, Peter Griffin versus... Tony Soprano. Exactly.
1: Yeah,
0: there you go. You got your thing. That would be great on TikTok. I'll, I'll
1: maybe I, I just you know, the ch- entering the arena. Roger from American Dad. And now, now entering the arena, Peter Pete Davidson. Oh, God. And now there's like a tattooed guy there wearing a Yankees cap. You haven't played Smash Bros, have you? (laughs) The <laughs> now entering the, what who what's this his name is joining the arena yeah. the guy from Hades the video game Jojo's bizarre adventure is entering the I'm Kevin huh? <laughs> That's me folks I love it doesn't this work Yes, yeah, fantastic but i, love I it. Kevin oh. is the arena guy what about the
4: Chinese
1: am <laughs> Why are you asking
0: me? I don't know. You were casually making
2: fun of the
4: Chinese.
0: I am not an FBI.
4: <laughs> I mean, they're. Fo- let's be honest, Grant. They're following your every move. Like you're, you're showing them every landmark in the city, and they are oh, writing he it down. The
1: Chinese own TikTok. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Oh. I thought, I yeah, I thought you were just gonna like dash into like some sort of racist diatribe, just like what about the
1: Chinese, huh? Oh, what are I you no. gonna do about also them? Think that you I, were I'm gonna not feeling say that something No, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I look, you gotta feel it. Obviously, you, you, you know, you can't turn that off and on like. A I line. mean, Grant, I mean, what? You're you're a traitor to this
4: country. You're just you're sh- <laughs> you're showing them every you know like See, hey. This is-
1: Now they know where the shit bridge is! (laughs) Yeah, come on, the shit bridge. bridge has been
3: compromised. (laughs) You can't can't just play off uh, your racism uh, just by trying to throw me under the bus. That's not how this works. It's not racism, it's xenophobia.
1: Uh, uh, You're right, they are different. Same. Okay, now this is what's funny to me. Because at one point, Grant will get like... Five hundred thousand TikTok followers, Hopefully. and then the moment Kevin starts to make fun of the Chinese, Grant will be like, "Actually, seriously, can we let's stop tape? Um, we I, <laughs> right. like, like, can we can we move off this area? Like, it's just, uh, it, it's been done before, and a lot of people are doing oh, right. Winnie the Pooh. Yeah,
4: you know, he starts talking like an NBA player, like hey, you know,
1: maybe let's not talk about China.
3: Just you know, I'm, I'm not feeling actually, it. Actually, China is actually good. Actually, yeah. yeah. Grant,
0: <laughs> Grant, does that mean you won't come on my Podcast about Tiananmen Square.
1: <laughs> I definitely. Tiananmen won't. Square, nineteen eighty four. Wait, what's that whole copy pasta? It's
0: like Tiananmen Square, nineteen eighty four, students riot. Have you seen like there's a big wall of copy right. pasta that you could send to Chinese players in video games that'll instantly disconnect them. And
1: that's right. how you win the game, baby. That's the American way. That's I a bit copy paste of keywords. And look, speaking of things I love. I love the, th- thank you guys for, for taking some time out of your Saturday night. You're both working your asses off there in Chicago. It is middle of a pandemic. It's freezing as hell. It is. Like it's the, you're also calling us during the Super Bowl and you're missing all the hilarious oh, yeah. commercials. How the hell are you going to do to t- Twitter discourse? <laughs> like, um, no. but I really appreciate you guys coming on. So tell people where they can hear the 200th episode of Thought Cops. You can find us on
4: Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, anywhere that great podcast can be located. We'll be there. Uh, YouTube. You can, yeah, YouTube. We got a lot of uh, all the episodes go on YouTube. We got a lot of highlight clips. Uh, I'm actually uploading the, um, as we speak, I'm uploading the episode or the clip where Grant and I and our friend Aaron did a table read of that clip avengers at the Capitol riot so that's you know amazing it's a lot of the greatest moments of thought cops on a youtube channel as well so uh you know you can follow us on there uh on instagram at thought cops uh on twitter at real thought cops uh you can follow me at kevin potis on instagram and
3: twitter and you can follow grant on tiktok yes it's at grant mooney on tiktok at grant mooney on twitter and at grant dot moon dot e the letter e on instagram um too many grant moonies in the world uh they took some of my uh social real estate but that's fine it happens
1: that's fine you, you know what else It's fine a fine, fine 200th episode of Thought Cops. I'm on it. You are. Siraj is on it. If you've never heard the Thought Cops, this is a great time to jump in and enjoy. Love you guys. We'll talk to you later. Yeah, thanks for having us, man. Thank you. Take care. Thanks for
0: coming on. Yeah, you guys were great. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you.
3: Bye.